Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Silhouette Zero. I am your host, Chris Ng, and there's the other guy. Hi, I'm the player of the brother, Matt. Um, and those of you keen, keen-eared listeners slash people who read the episode title will realize that I am not the GM for today. Uh, the GM is actually going to be a uh, fan of the show, friend of the show, and the co-writer and co-designer of the Transit RPG system, Mr. Seamus Connealy. Hey, Seamus. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, first, I want to uh, welcome you to the venerable club of people who have tried to GM us. Um, <laughs> that list so far is Ben, Yendel, and Leslie. Um, so- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this as a new series, though. This series is going to be called the Ing brothers destroy people's games while the creators watch. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. I love it. I'm, I'm just, in good I, company. I'm in good company. Yes, I just I just want to pre-apologize for for us because um, we know how we are. Um, <laughs> because we are how we are. <laughs> so I think. I think I would be remiss in um, not explaining how, of course, Seamus and I know each other. Um, way back when, in the the golden days, the early days of Star Wars podcasting, uh, there was a Mists show called... Of time. Yeah, back in the midst of time, there was a show called Dice for Brains, uh, run by a, a nice dude named Ross. Um, Dice for Brains did a, a very interesting thing in their system where they would um, put out a general call to people and say like hey um come play with us uh just a random session and it'll help generate some of the backstory for the next season um and so basically he would just run a game he would had a couple of characters he wanted to to flush out or a couple of settings he wanted to flush out and then he would let the the players just sort of run amok and then he would use that information so I got to be on one of those games, um, and I think I've talked about this before because famously that's where I met Christine um, from Heroes of the Hiding Way, and that's how I got to be on that show because Christine and I had played together at that game. But Seamus was also there. Yeah, <laughs> Seamus, yeah, so it was. was uh, I, now this is the part where my memory is getting fuzzy. I, is it was it just the three of us, or was there someone else? There was a fourth person, a fellow named Bart. He's the only uh, one yes. I've lost track of, unfortunately, which is a shame because it seemed like a really he nice did, guy. He did, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't remember what Bart's deal was. So, and I don't even really remember Christine's character anymore. All I really remember is that our our characters' names rhymed, and then one of theirs' <laughs> names also rhymed. <laughs> they all ended in A. They all ended in A. It was Thraga, Karga. Alessa and Silvana. <laughs> oh, we didn't plan that's that either. Right. We didn't plan that. It just happened. Yeah, because none of us knew each other, and none of us had communicated at all about the characters we were making. Nope. Um, I, in order to maintain brand identity, uh, was an Ugnaught um, that had a, a BB unit that had a flat head that he used as a stool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Karga uh, was a given, I believe. Clatuinian, actually. Oh, that's right. I was Clatuinian. a dog person. Um, and, and it was a really fun game until he uh, murdered Biff Brashhammer in cold blood. So <laughs> I just want to get one thing out of the way before we get into this game. Chris, you did, you did it right here, okay? And you did it right now. Uh, <laughs> there you go. 
So you did it correctly just now, but in other places, you have got to stop accusing me of murder without context. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I remember when you did the mailbag episodes for the first season of Heroes of the Hydean Way, and someone like called me out for asking so many questions or whatever, and you're like, yeah, but he killed a guy. And there's poor Ben going like, just to watch him die or what? Like, what, what's the deal here? And I had to get on Twitter and explain myself. This is a, this was from a game. This was from a game. <laughs> That's it. I've said my piece. We can move on. <laughs> it's the first uh, recorded formal Twitter statement stating that I did not kill someone. It was in a game. Please, please do not make me a person of interest. Right. Yes, please. Do not put me oh, on any more watch lists that I'm already on. I have to on. tell you, I honestly did not think of that. <laughs> honestly did not think of that. I didn't My bad. either until like a couple hours after the episode. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know what this means, but no one yeah. else will. <laughs> Yeah, it was um it was it was uh it was a despair roll during a we were trying to drug a guy and then of course that's uh Seamus had to do it because he was the stealthiest one and he rolled the despair and so of course he died. And then I think we tried to weaken and burnies him into something. Well we successfully weakened the burniesing him and then you had to replace him in the auction. Your character ended up showing up in Dicer Brains, oh, replacing yes, the Brad Hammer at the auction. Yes, yes, yes. That so yes, yeah, so, uh, so you know, we have a long history between ourselves of um so called murder and accusations thereof. So let's play a game together. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh we are gonna be playing uh as I said at the top, the transit RPG game. It is about being a spaceship and that's pretty much all i know i i did buy it but i have not read it because i i want to sort of experience this organically um and so uh here we go seamus is your show okay so my first question for you folks is that this is a powered by the apocalypse game using that system have either of you played that sort of game before yeah i have played and run um dungeon world mm -hmm. and um monster of the week and i have read a lot of them um but I have, the, but those are the only two i've actually played okay and i'm guessing i have either played or i never have played <laughs> But either way, I do not know the system. I mean, you, okay. it sounds like one that Chris has run before. No, we, I, we've. I don't think you and I have ever played one, actually. Okay, then we. I have never done one before. I've heard the term before. Okay. So here's the basic conceit. All right. Um, as the as the original system would call it, uh, Master of Ceremonies, or as Transit the Spaceship RPG calls it, Mission Control. I'm going to narrate a situation for you. And then I'm going to ask either one of you or both of you as, together as a group, what do you do? You tell me what you do, narratively speaking, and depending on what, what you want to do in the narrative, that engages one or more mechanics. Um, the only thing you're ever really going to have to roll is 2d6. There might be some exceptions to that, but 2d6 plus or minus a number. Um, if your total result after you roll your dice is 10 or better, you have gotten essentially a fall of success. Um, either you got exactly what you wanted with no problem, or, you know, if there's a list of good things to choose from, you got to choose the majority of them. If there's a list of bad things to choose from, you probably didn't have to choose any of them. If you got a six or less, you missed. You failed. 
bad things happen, and I get to take narrative control, and if you get a 7, an 8, or a 9, it's sort of a middle ground. Um, you'll succeed, but at a cost or a complication. Congratulations, you now know how to play every single Powered by the Apocalypse game in the world. <laughs> Basically. Hooray! Um, six is bad, <laughs> ten is good. <laughs> seven, eight, or nine, we'll talk. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the system in a nutshell. Seven, eight, or nine, and, and as I've explained it to people that, like, where I taught them um, the Star Wars fancy flight system first is like that's your either success with threat or failure with advantage territory yeah yeah exactly that's a good that's a good way to put it for the regular listeners um now in transit you are each playing in artificial intelligence and each of you is installed in your own spaceship so one of the things that transit does differently from your typical pbta game is that we tried to focus on the dual nature of the characters. So you're both a being of pure digital thought, but you also have this physical body of a starship. So what you're usually doing is you're rolling and you're combining two numbers. You're combining one number from your AI and one number from your ship, okay? If you're firing your super lasers, you're rolling 2d6 plus your rampancy from your AI and your power from your ship. Does that track so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I've also got, where'd they go? I opened up your character sheets just so I'd have them available. So for the AI side, you have analysis, which is sort of your your thinky stat, user interface, UI, which is of course your social one, dedication, which is sort of your operate under stress or focus stat, and then rampancy, which is sort of, it's your combat stat, but it's also like your quick decision-making, your ability to think outside of the box. On the ship side, you've got power or POW, that's weapon systems, targeting arrays, that sort of thing. System or SIS, which is your computing power. Handling, hand, which is, you know, your thrusters, your maneuverability. And then looks, which is just like the actual appearance of your ship. If you're a heaping rust bucket, you're going to have a harder time convincing people to do what you want because they don't think much of you. But if you're nice and shiny in Chrome, they'll listen to you a little bit more. Um... And I don't feel like we have to get too much into the moves at this point because we can just sort of engage with them as we go, as we as we get into it. Um, any questions at this juncture? Mm, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know if you're gonna. Well, I'll wait till you get the strip class. Yeah, I'm good right now. Okay. I definitely right, blacked perfect. out through part of that. Let me get my dice out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's fine. That's not a problem. That's actually not a problem. I'm giving you I'm giving you the convention game sort of treatment here. Um which is what I typically do when I'm running this game, because I'm usually I'm usually introducing it to people more than I am actually playing it regularly. So each of you was given a character pre-made. Um now who is playing who? Is the uh, I am the support mobile station. Okay, so you're the support mobile station. means Matt would be the science carrier. Yes. Two, two T's. M-A-T-T. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so I can already see... Matt, why don't you tell us, who, who are you playing? What's your AI's name, and what is the name of your ship? My AI name, using the convention that was supplied to me, is Cygnus Valency. And my ship name is Northern Cross because I didn't know I needed a ship name until you guys said it right before we hit start. So I kind of panicked and thought about what cons what stars were involved with the constellation of Cygnus. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love that a lot. Oh, actually. Man. That's very good. Yours is very fancy and sounds very good. 
Well, I wanted it to be spacey. It is pretty spacey. It's very spacey. <laughs> so right now, mo both of mine are blank. Okay, um, yes, they are. Because I prepared in advance. <sighs> no, so I went through the I went through the rule book. I don't see mobile station. Ah, yeah. Congratulations. You're using the supplement. <laughs> that's what um, I. That's what I thought. I went. Yes. Of course, I I picked the supplemental. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, so I don't did. know exactly what kind of ship this is. Um, it's a mobile station. See. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, the but station it, that moves. Is it like the one, the one episode of Deep Space Nine where like they move the station or well, like? Oh yeah, actually, deal? that's not yeah. a bad way to view it. I was gonna okay. say probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you so, hey, wait? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This, Out of curiosity, this... what's your other example of a moving station that you thought it could have also been? Um, I believe Golan defense platforms in Star Wars have um, some ridiculously bad hyperdrive. Congratulations, so do you, as it turns out. <laughs> um, so you're you're correct about both of your options there. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're pretty you're you're crushing it so far. <laughs> Just believe in yourself. Okay, that's kind of what I wanted. I thought it would be hilarious to just play a station that like can't really move. <laughs> yeah, that's literally guess... how we ended up balancing that class of ship. So yes, this is going to be hilarious. Okay, I love it's it. so like what it it doesn't have like a function, right? It's just it's just literally like an all-purpose station. Well, not quite. So one of the things that we wanted to do with this play Powered by the Apocalypse games, they usually have what's called a playbook, which is like piece of paper that is everything about your ship. Um, my, my quickest example of this is Masks, the new generation, which is like a teenage superhero game. Um, you can look at them and say, okay, that's Robin, you know, that's uh, uh, that's Raven, there's Beast Boy, that, there's Cyborg, that sort of thing. We didn't do that with Transit because we wanted a little bit more, a few more nuts and bolts for people to play with. You chose a support AI, that means you are a support mobile station. Hmm. So in particular, I mean, if, if you look at some of your abilities, particularly your special orders here, um, you've got a manufacturing space called a workspace. You can do repairs in the field, which usually you cannot heal ships or crew during a mission. You have to wait until you get back to headquarters. You don't have to do that. You can repair out in the field. So your role and, you know, you can you have access to all the basic moves. So, yeah, you can still fight. You can still do social stuff, but you're sort of better kitted out to do that support role of helping your fleet succeed and keeping them intact. Where over there we have the oh, science carrier who, again, you have fighters, fast attack craft. Um, so, you know, you can Which launch I thought would be hilarious to have a carrier that was based for science. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but your job, and science is also from the supplement, is about, you know, figuring oh. out the universe around you. It really leans into that play to grow the universe principle of the game. My hangar full of roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, all right, go on, go on to the next part while I think about this ship name. I think I think I got something, but let me think about it. Oh, time. we're in the name reveal stage of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Stop going off script. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So here, here's where here's where my head is at. Get okay. a roll table out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So the ship name has got to be like. Um, 
Okay, it's going to be Celestial Nightingale. Okay. Named after, of course, the famed Florence Nightingale. Because it's like a Healy thing, right? It fixes stuff. It, it, it helps you out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes that sense. That kind of thing. It's very, it's very um, noble. Very, very mm -hmm. matronly. And then like this the, AI like, name. Like the space station named Florence Nightingale. <laughs> Is there really one? No. Yeah, really? Oh. Okay. Come on. Right. You had me going there for a second. Well, I that that could let's be honest, that could be a Star Trek name. I'm full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So the AI's name is is <laughs> is going to be Kelsey with an I. Of course. Of course. Okay. So, we have so he gave you a handy naming schema, and you went with Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> then look, I knew that I, I like the naming schema. Don't get me wrong, but I immediately knew I was not going to use it. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally okay. That's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's why we didn't bother even providing one for the ship name because we knew people were just going to go off on a tangent. But if they wanted to have one for their AI, it's here, you know, here, here's here's your you know here's your quick. Hey, quick Matt's start. ended up really good. So yeah, know. no, all right. Um, so we have Kelsey controlling the Celestial Nightingale, the support mobile station, and then we have Cygnus Valency uh, controlling the science carrier Northern Cross. Very good. So here's sort of the <clears throat> the way a session in transit usually works. You are beholden to a headquarters. Um, you have a, 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 a biological ruling class and a mission control that are giving you missions. Um, they're establishing objectives and parameters, and it is your job to go out there and complete them. Um, now, you do have biological crews. How you feel about them is up to you. Um, you need them to do stuff, but, you know... They could be friends, they could be cannon fodder, that's sort of your call. And I'm going to just start things off with the the mission briefing for the mission we're so, going to play for tonight. So, world building question. Mm -hmm. um, do Is there like an AI society? Not by default, no. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, might there be one out there? Possibly. You'd have to explore the galaxy to find out. But... At your starting point, no. You are beholden to the biological folks. Got it. The squishy meatbags are in charge. You need them to push the buttons. You do not have now, it, is, is the mission control like how I'm thinking of mission control? Or is mission control an AI that's beholden to the biological ruling class? Well, okay, got it. Noted. Um, mission he, control is always... Yeah, mission control is the top AI, right? Um, they don't even have a ship. They're stuck on a database back at HQ. Um, uh, one of the rules of mission control is that I am your friend. I'm your ally. I'm not going to lie to you. I might not be able to tell you the truth. I might not be able to give you all the facts, depending on the situation. But what I tell you is going to be stuff you can actually work with. So mission control is not friend computer. Mission control is not friend computer. <laughs> okay, no. I just want to get that no. out of the way. <laughs> Again, <laughs> might you meet a friend computer type AI out there? Sure, but I'm not it. Okay, <laughs> I feel like we're going through like a checklist, and it's a very important checklist. Okay, well, so know, it's the, an AI, that's the, the fine. The listeners might want to know. They might want to know. <laughs> Let's get some setting expectations there. So here is your, your briefing. Um, when we come across our two ships 
Um, you're already a little ways away from HQ. You've you've traveled a little bit, um, made a couple transits, and you're at a beacon uh, receiving your orders from Mission Control. Mission Control tells you um, that about a week ago, two other ships uh, were sent out here, um, a, a, a Corvette and a personnel transport. Um, a few days ago, about three or four, one of them attempted to do an emergency upload back to HQ. That is the, the big shiny red button that sends the AI, but not the ship, back to headquarters so it can survive something really, really bad. The upload did not succeed. The AI didn't make it. And that's the last message that these uh, two ships got out, which was one of them trying, one of them, their AI trying to flee the scene and come home. They didn't make it. Um, now, there's a little data packet there about what their mission was. There was another system discovered at the end of this line of beacons, and they were sent to explore it. Um, and it was supposed to be a relatively uh, a routine mission. Um, they sent uh, a, another science AI, uh, Nessus Volt, aboard the contact experiment. That was the personnel transport. Um, and there's a precautionary measure because this was unexplored space. They sent a combat corvette uh, controlled by D1C3 aboard the Karga is Innocent um, to check this system out and report back what they found. And they never they never sent back it. They sent back some basic information about what kind of planets were there and how many there were, but that's it. So your objective is to find out what happened to the Karga is Innocent and what happened to the contact experiments. That is your main objective. If you complete that, that's what you get the majority of your XP from. You also have two parameters, and these are essentially optional objectives. Um, if you don't complete them, you're not really going to get penalized for it, but if you do, you get more XP, potentially more resources, that sort of thing. Um, your first parameter is to finish the exploration of the system, finish the job that the other two ships started, and the second parameter is to bring those ships back, or at least recover what you can, particularly the AI. AI are not common. You're difficult to build and you're very important. The reason AI exists in this setting is that you're the only ones who can manage the calculations to travel interstellar distances. So no AI, no one leaves their home system. Do you have any questions for mission control? Yeah, system? so this was a whole ploy for me to say the, the words Karga is innocent 37 times in a row. Absolutely, like, yes. Cunning, Seamus, cunning. Was, was that combat AI D1C3? Did I yeah. get that right? Yeah, you got that okay. right. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Just in case anyone else thought they heard that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. I think I'm, I think I'm good so far. Okay. Now, if we were playing in a campaign, um, you would have received a resource at this juncture called Requisition. You spend Requisition to do things like repair your ships, uh, recruit your crew back up to full strength, buy new equipment, but you don't really need to do that. You haven't taken any damage at this point. So if you don't have any questions, we don't have to do any prep. We can jump right into the first uh, move, as it were. It's the move that basically starts almost every mission in Transit Spaceship RPG, and it's the one that carries the same name. It is the Transit Move, uh, a special move for your He did purposes. it. He said the name of the game. I did. End of episode. End of episode. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is not a chit chat. You can't do that. Nah. Uh, <laughs> is this a uh, like 
unified human race situation? Like, are we a federation, like a Star Trek Federation deal, or? In this case, I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say yes and no. You are, you're, it's not like a completely unified human race, though. No. Um, for simplicity's sake, yes, your biologicals will be humans for this particular encounter, for this particular campaign, as it were. Um, but there are other political bodies in the galaxy. Okie dokie. And are those other political entities aliens? Or are Say they again? human? Are they, is, uh, are there right. non-humans or? Um, you know, curious. there's some debate in the databases about that. Everyone that you know about is humans. Um, gotcha. There is this apocryphal story that the original master control from which all AI originated um, was told to explore the galaxy and also told to keep alien life secret from the populace. And that didn't go too well. But that's just that's just a story. <laughs> We don't worry about that out here in the real world. Um, so, both of you need to make this particular move, Transit. Every ship in the fleet would make it. There's only two of you, which actually makes this a lot simpler. Um, it's very straightforward. You're going to roll your 2d6 and either add, or unfortunately, in your cases, subtract your handling. Uh. Uh, this is this is one of the few moves that only uses one stat, because you either have good thrusters in navigation or you don't. Now, um... Uh, it's abbreviated to hand on your character sheets. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. then our our carrier, though, um, while not being quite good at it either, does have a uh, does have Improved a bit navigation of a computer. Yes, you get to roll 3d6 and take the highest. Heck the yeah. highest two. Okie dokie. So um, I'm in my colors right now because there you go. I, I brought eight of them out just so that the others could, you know, so the ones I'm using know that they can be replaced. Should yeah. they fail me? On <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to put uh -huh. the fear of the universe into them. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> See, um, uh, my dice rolling for this game is going to be using the Stream Deck dice app that I found. And I push <laughs> a button more and it's going to show me a number. It's very digital. Very, very. <laughs> Very yeah, that's what I was trying to go for. Here we go. Um, hey, I got an 11-2, which is a 9. Ooh, okay. All right, and what did I, Cygnus Valency get? I got two sixes and a 1. I took a picture just so that no one can call me a liar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, wow. <laughs> Cygnus, you uh, got a 10-plus in total. You have a minus 1 to handling, if I recall mm -hmm. correctly. Um, yep. So you successfully make the transit, no problem, and you also take plus one forward. That means the next move you make on this mission, you add one to the roll. Okay, Heck so this yeah. is a very smooth ride through the cosmos. Now, uh, Kelsey, um, mostly smooth, but you do need to pick one of the options from the move. And this is creating a problem. To, even though AI have made interstellar travel possible, that doesn't mean it's particularly easy. So you get to pick which one of these uh, uh, you have to deal these with. These are the special moves? The special moves, yes. It's the uh, one, two, three, third move down on the left. Ah, side. here we go. <clears throat> okay, so seven, nine. Choose one. Okie dokie. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> oh wow some of these are funny okay um i'm gonna go with uh flight delays delays to launch results in disruption to the fleet's plans <laughs>
Huh? Oh, we lost Seamus. Well, there's our delay. <laughs> Thanks for choosing that one. Well, at least I didn't pick cryo sickness. So what do you think would have happened to him then? <laughs> Aha, I fell off the recording. Ah. <laughs> there we you're go. Gonna have, you're gonna have some funny, funny, funny audio there. Um, yeah, you'll have to hear what we said. Ah, <laughs> oh, darn it! We're both gonna hear it. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Um, okay. So you, uh, Kelsey, you're at the second initiative slot, as it were. So, Cygnus, mm -hmm. you you pop back into reality in this system. Um, and your basic data download, which you got from uh, the original two ships who were sent out here, it's a single star system, uh, four planets, uh, an asteroid belt. Um, the inner three planets are terrestrial to some degree. The outer one is a gas giant. And you are in the orbit of the gas giant. Um, notably, the Celestial Nightingale is nowhere to be seen. So you are in this system where two ships have already gone missing, alone. What do you oh, do? As alone as a carrier can be. Yeah, that's um. true. Yes, you've got two squadrons of fast attack craft, but you know, <laughs> they're they're piloted by squishy. Okay. People. Um, I imagine as a science ship, the first thing I do is do some scanning. Okay. Um, would you like to try to do like a system-wide sort of scan, or do you want to keep a little more narrow to your immediate environments? Um, breadth search is always better than depth search in science, so we're going to do a system-wide scan. Okay, so I would like you to... There is a thing with the character sheets. There it is. Okay, good. Um, you're going to request a situation report. Request a sit rep. This is a basic move. Um, 2d6 plus... Analysis and systems. So you're going to add your your ships and out your AI's analysis and your ships systems to this to get your total. And is analysis ands? Yes. Acronyms okay. for days. Page space okay. restrictions. So I, I have a plus one to analysis and a zero to systems. Yes. So two d six plus two. One. Uh, double fours plus one is nine. Nine. So you get to ask one of those questions under ask for a sit rep on the basic move page. Ask for a sit rep. Uh, let's see. What should I be on the lookout for? Hmm. Well, the thing you should probably be on the lookout for the most right now is the fact that you are detecting some wreckage in the orbit of the gas giant that matches the the ship designs common to your headquarters. No. So I'm going to ask you one more time before we uh, deal with the Celestial Nightingale's arrival. What do you want to do about the situation? You know where the wreckage is. You don't know much about it yet. Would you like to check um, it out, or are you going to try to explore the rest of the I system? I feel I should check out the rest of the system more. Okay. Now, there's a couple ways you could do that. You could keep trying to scan it from here. You could fly a little bit closer. Um, or you do have some fighter craft, and you have some dedicated scouts that you could send off into the system. Oh, we're definitely scouting, sending out scout ships. Okay, very good. <laughs> very good. So, yeah, you have two fast-tacked uh, squadrons. Um, one of them are dedicated scouts. So they start flying into the system. You don't need to roll to launch them or anything like that. Um, you do have the option to drop them into stealth. Would you like to try that? Sure, out? let's do okay. the thing. So these are not AI. They don't get any bonuses to this. But just roll uh, 2d6 for me to use their little engage stealth move. Uh, nine. Nine, okay. So 
basically, right now, you have one action, and engaging stealth doesn't count against that, where whatever you do, you will not be noticed by anybody, provided you don't attack anyone. So Me. you can... What what uh, What is their target? You have three planets in this inner ring of the solar system, past the asteroid. Well, you have the asteroid belt, and then you have three terrestrial planets. What's their, what's their oh, target? Oh, definitely the asteroid belt. Okay. Very good. Um... You know, I don't think they need to actually roll for this at this point, because this would be easy enough for them to notice. Um, they report back after a little while. They reach where the asteroid belt is, and, you know, you're sort of tracking them on your scanners. Uh, they reach the asteroid belt, and then they start to, like, fly uh, alongside it. And the report that they are bringing back is that there are chunks of the asteroid belt that are just missing. Um... I mean, normally it's actually not that hard to avoid an asteroid belt. You just fly above it or below it, but they could fly through this very easily. Um, there's, like, chunks that you could fly well, a mobile station through, actually, which might be relevant later. Um, and there's no, like, there's no sign of machinery or anything like that. There's no, like, mining ship eating its way along the asteroid belt. There's just chunks that are just gone with no Thank you, pilots. Sign. Your speed has been noted to your aggregate scores of time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it's one of those. Okay, good. That sets the tone. You are below the medium time range uh, by 2.7 seconds. Down, oh, in the, no. down in the mess hall of Northern Cross, like the... The attack fighter pilots are starting to sweat in their suits. Like, oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Sickness All right. is the descendant of the al the Amazon worker algorithm. No, like, it's just data collection. It's not. I like, love it. I love it. It's curious. It's gonna be putting out, you know, stats and like what you expect <laughs> from your standard crew. <laughs> All of your crew are extremely capable, and yet for some reason you can't get their like their stress levels to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly why. friendly about it. <laughs> now, it's the same way that people get nervous when someone with a clipboard stands in a corner and writes things down. Oh, God, don't even start with me. <laughs> don't even, uh, 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 personal hell. Any case, <clears throat> there's a little blast of energy as the cosmos is torn apart, and sure enough, the celestial nightingale uh, blips back into existence um, in the orbit of the fourth planet. Um... I'm going to uh, assume the people are some playing somewhat nice, and that um, Cygnus immediately gives Kelsey the data download of here's what I've found so far. So I'm going to throw it at, uh, at at Kelsey. Kelsey, you have a situation. There are missing chunks of an asteroid belt. Um, there is wreckage of uh, of a ship in orbit around the fourth planet, the gas giant. What do you want uh, to do? Well, before she goes into any of this data, uh, she's going to complain. To Cygnus, um, <clears throat> and she gets onto the comms and, and is immediately like, Oh my mission control. Why do the Humies always let Wesley pilot? He's the worst. He's a literal child. Why? Why? As if not flying me is difficult enough, they're gonna let Wesley fly again? How many times are we gonna do this? This is the 29th complaint you've made about Wesley this cycle. 
This is over the average by 24. (laughs) (laughs) See, Cygnus, you totally get me. That's why we work so well together. Kelsey has missed the point by 25 (laughs) times this campaign. Oh my god. (laughs) This is above the aggregate mean of miscommunication between AI by a variance of 250%. (laughs) Kelsey, on your internal cameras, you just see uh, poor poor Wesley at the controls. (laughs) And he's just turning more and more beet red the longer this conversation goes on. And the biological captain of the ship is staring at him and smiling at him. <laughs> and you're for a second, you're like, I think the captain is punishing this guy for something. But nah, no, no, it can't be. They're yeah, I, I feel like also <clears throat> Kelsey has um, taken out one of the... Uh, display panels on Wesley's computer or his interface and uh, is replaced it with like a, a gif of someone dancing going like get a new job get a new job <laughs> very good uh, so aside from harassing the ensigns on your crew Kelsey what would you like to do okay um Um, So I'm looking... Okay, so I have basic moves, and I have special moves. I can use any of these, right? You can use any of them. And the the, the real trick is, like, the moves can be a nice guideline if you're trying to figure out what you want to do. I'm not saying don't look at them. Mm -hmm. It is is helpful, but if you... If I ask you what do you want to do, and you tell me something that doesn't fit one of these moves, that's Mm -hmm. okay. That's not a problem. We figure out what two stats you want to use, and then we know because we discussed this at the start, if you get a 10 or a better, you're awesome. If you get a 6 or a less, eh, not so much. And a 7 or 8 or 9, you succeed with advantage, or succeed with threat, rather. Um, so yeah, if you throw me some crazy curveball and it doesn't fit one of these moves, don't worry about it. The system can handle it. Okie dokie, cool. Um, so I think, <clears throat> of course, Science Boy over there has calculated a mass differential in the asteroid belt. Like, wow, who cares about that? Great job, Cygnus. Um, <laughs> But, of course, the primary protocol here of the Celestial Nightingale is to repair things, and so I think uh, what we need to be doing is uh, sending some sort of crew to see what can be salvaged. Oh, and, again, secondary objective here is um, find the ships, or at least the AI, so if there's any bits of power or something that can be uh, recover the AI, we got to go do that. Okay, all right, very good. And you want to deploy uh, some crew to do that. Um, unless there's a way, I don't know, I mean, I don't know the technology of this world, so I don't know if I can, like, connect to the Wi-Fi of (laughs) of the ship. Or if you have probes or something. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You don't really, you don't have probes. Probes are a thing that can happen, but you yourself do not have them. Um, you could scan the wreckage. You, given how wrecked the wreckage seems to be, you're pretty sure you can't plug into the Wi-Fi, as it were. So deploying the crew is actually a pretty good move, and is a this is a good time to sort of show off how it works. Cool. So here's the way crew works. Both of you have, as mentioned, a biological crew. Um, both of you have pretty big ones, actually, and you in particular, Kelsey, have the biggest one you can have in the game because you're a mobile station. You have a lot of humies aboard, uh, an army <laughs> thereof, you might say. Um, and you have uh, eight of what we call assignments. 
Um, when you make the deploy crew move, okay, you're sending your biological minions out to do things, you can spend assignments to boost the roll. You can always go 2d6 plus 0, so if you run out of assignments, you're fine. You can still send your crew to do things. Um, but you can spend up to three assignments on the roll. So you're sending your crew out. They're getting in the little shuttles. They're putting their spacesuits on. They're heading out to this wreckage. You're going to be rolling 2d6. How many assignments oh, would I you like to spend? Oh, I just saw there's more into this page. There's always more to the page. <laughs> Tabs for days. <laughs> I have it on my vertical monitor, so I only ah. saw through the special orders and move options. <laughs> I scrolled right and saw I can see that. I can see that, that, that would be were a problem, yes. I can see how that would be an issue, yeah. Okay, so... I mean, this is pretty important. So I think I'm going to send my maximum of three okay. um, assignments onto this. And so then what's the roll exactly? It's uh, just 2d6 2D plus, plus 3. Okie yep. dokie. Here we go. Uh, 4 plus 3 is 7. 7, <laughs> okay. Pick 3. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> oh, God, this could have been so bad. That would have been so bad. <laughs> Um, still, it's not super good because you did get a seven. So, deploy crew, it's on the special moves page. It's, uh, row 44. You get to choose one of these. It doesn't take very long. Nothing of value is damaged or left behind. It doesn't draw unwanted attention or the crew suffers little harm. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to the player life. Make a hard decision. <laughs> Flip a dark side point out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I think we're going to go with nothing of value is damaged or left behind. Okay. Very good. Um, so first of all, this takes quite a bit of time. Let's see how I want to handle this initiative wise. Do, do, uh, do, but do, but do. before before that. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, can we get everybody to report to section 32 for the flight bay, please? for you yes did the ai make up these nicknames for them and everyone had to learn their own nicknames correct yep. <laughs> yes canon definitely absolutely so, sometimes they're changed and they're not sure who she's talking about <laughs> somehow poor wesley ends up on every away mission i wonder why <laughs> acceptable collateral damage okay so the first thing that we need to deal with so basically, the way these sort of like avoid the bad things moves, and I could I could tell that Chris got it right away. Is that anything you didn't pick is on the table. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. in, I'm gonna engage. <laughs> it doesn't take very you know you not having chosen it doesn't take very long right away. <laughs> um, this takes time. Um, they start approaching the wreckage. It's not very safe looking wreckage, so they have to take their time. So I'm going to jump over to uh, Cygnus real quick. So Cygnus, you've got your scouts out the asteroid belt. They found these gaps in it. Um, Kelsey is doing her salvage scrap, whatever that, whatever the big station does. Um, what do you well, want to do? I'm still not convinced that the threat is gone, but mm -hmm. also I'm just kind of curious as to what kind of threat could have done all of this. Um, so I think I'll move towards the next closest planet. Okay. Are you going to move yourself or are you just going to keep sending your fast attack um, craft in? What do you think? Chris. Um 
I mean, the the mission, the primary objective is to finish exploring this, the the system, right? So right now but, we're at the gas giant. We're at the very furthest edge of it. I feel like you need to move in. Well, that's that. The optional is to finish the exploration. Yeah, the, the, the primary, primary is objective to, is to find out what happened to the other two ships. The which secondary I guess technically is still, that's that's still following procedure. Then I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll move I'll move myself. Okay. All right. Um, you, do you want to just head through one of the, your, your scouts have, you know, found one of these gaps that lines up with the next planet. You want to just go through the gap? Yes, please. Okay. So you don't have any trouble getting through that. Um, you leave, you leave Celestial Nightingale behind, um, link up with your scouts and start to head further in system. Now, the original data report that you got was... Uh, three terrestrial planets in the inner system and the details on what kind of terrestrial planet were like particularly detailed um there wasn't a lot to them um the third world there was a note about very very cold a lot maybe a, a full-on ice world um but as you start to get closer to it and you can actually start to pick it up on your sensors um before it gets visual you you start to get a return and uh well here's the thing about planets um most of them have a tendency to be round, or at least rounded. Um, you're getting a lot of uh, you're getting a lot of hard angles on this one, um, almost fractal in in, in nature. Hmm. That that's that's a little that's a little weird. Um, so yeah, I'm giving I would you like that to, little data point. I would like to check else. the database for information about fractal planets. Okay, very good. Yes. All right, so check the database is like a way to like look at old information that the fleet would already have. Why are you so judgmental about the shape of the planet? I'm a ring-shaped ship, and people are always giving me like nonsense about that because I'm not like the sleek battle attack craft model. Like even you've got that whole aerodynamic thing going, but who cares? We're in space. It doesn't matter, okay? Like so, a planet's not round. Like it does it's not like it has wind resistance. It's not like it's got to roll on something. Jeez, you make such a big deal about everything. Adjustment, you are not a ship. You are a space station. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, if I weren't dealing with so much right now, I would give you a huge piece of my mind. I'm writing this down in my bullet journal to get back at you with this later, okay? This is like, we're putting a pin on this. We're going to work through this. Query, has your away team returned yet? No. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell these two came out of the same database at about the same time <laughs> so i'm doing ands and sis yes and so that's still just a plus one yep uh that's two plus two plus one is five <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> 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 okay good we're on the same page there um yeah, planets don't supposed to do that. That's all you can get. That's it. That's not supposed to I just to guessed happen. that. It's like, yeah, it probably shouldn't be like that. That's right, not normal. But you, you're also you're like you're also not like finding any like pattern that it could fit with, like, oh maybe someone like built a weird Dyson sphere, but they decided to make it a square hmm. or something. No, you there's like you, <laughs> you can't find out why why this would be from old data. So either you're not using the right search. Or this is something. Oh, God, this good. takes me back to searching all those academic like databases where if you didn't type in the exact thing correctly, <laughs> like you wouldn't find stuff. Yep. Yep. Guys, guys, 
listen okay think about it dyson sphere but square think about it huh <laughs> uh? Uh? shut up it would be a cube a dyson cube dyson cube as opposed to dyson circle uh, <laughs> dyson's isodecahedron yep. <laughs> Like so. the first, the second you said that the planet was like angled, I was thinking it was a giant like D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I sort of wish it was. Um, so basically, where Making we're gonna where, where we're gonna leave <laughs> where we're gonna leave you for announcing this is that you have to keep getting closer to the planet. So we're gonna leave you heading closer to the third planet in the system, where we're gonna get back to Kelsey and her uh, poor poor away team. Um, so. It takes them a lot of time to board. They are they are sending back messages to you. Um, the the wreckage is particularly is jagged. Like their first little fact they give you is that some sort of explosion had to have happened to the ship. Um, this is not like a, this was a, this wasn't a crash. This wasn't a clean super laser hit. Like something went kablooey in a real bad way because um, they're having to fly around debris that would shred their shuttle. Can, can you give the for. verbatim report that they gave to Kelsey? <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, it's probably no, it's Wesley. Uh, hey Kelsey. Uh, look. Um, sorry it's taken so long, but <laughs> there's a lot of jagged metal here, and as someone keeps telling me, I'm not that good of a pilot, so I'm gonna have to slow this down a little bit. <laughs> sorry. They're like, delayed because of <laughs> passive aggression. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, that's totally fine, Wesley. It's okay. You know what? Uh, this gives me time to defumigate your room again. Um, no! No, so... my... No. <laughs> my plan collection, no! <laughs> We're going to have to once again have you sleep in Cargo Bay 32, okay? <sighs> it's just it's just for two days. It'll be okay, though, all right? I, I just, do, we're really going to get those termites this time. Do I'm I... more concerned about the concept of defumigating. Well, what does that entail? He flooded why, with ticks. Why are there termites in, his, in the space station? Right, no, oh, yeah, no. Defumigating would be undoing fumigation. Yeah, no, absolutely. The vents open up and termites flood his room. <laughs> and Wesley just sort of, like, sighs. And before he closed the, the, the channel, you hear him mutter, I hope I get a hammock this time. But, <laughs> Um, so a little bit more time passes, and you know by now, you know uh, the Northern Cross has flown off. It's gone further in system, leaving you behind. Um, and you, you know, you're hearing some chatter from the, the from the away team. They're talking to one another, and they've they've gotten inside. Well, they've gotten inside separate parts of the ship because there's at least like two noticeable parts, and they're pretty sure this was the Karga is innocent, um, which seems to have blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then there's there's a very brief uh, moment from let's see who's gonna get the short and stickier poor Bartleby. Um, it's Dartleby with a D. Dartle Dartleby. Oh, for God's yeah. sake! Well, you know what? I don't have to write that down because he trips a uh, a scuttling charge didn't go off and he blows up. Um, no. so what, what, was, what, was, what was Dartleby's real name? And how um, did he get the name Dartleby? His actual name was um, Cassius D. McGillicuddy, um, named Dartleby because he was. So one thing that hasn't come up yet is uh, Kelsey is quite annoyed a lot of the time when she has to work, but she throws like really great parties. 
um, for the crew when the, when everything's done. And so he was really good at darts. Yeah, I had a feeling it was a dart game thing. Well, he's never going to throw darts again unless you use the bone slivers <laughs> that he leaves behind as the darts. <laughs> um, because there was one scuttling charge that didn't go off, and he accidentally sets it off. So there's a, big, a little sphere of light. Um, people start screaming about Darlby. He does not survive. So... Congratulations, Chris. Your crew takes the first damage of the game. No, Darnold. So, so you just just mark a little 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 one there um, uh, next where's, to your crew. So let's see on this little handy dandy character oh, sheet. Okay. One of our yeah, a little drop down menu for you there. So I'm, I, I I add one. Yes, you add one. Oh. Don't worry about the numbers that are in the circles of your crew. That is not going to be relevant for this particular session. Um, it's basically a way for the crew to heal on their own if you you, know, you can roll some dice to recover. Um, or if you uh, roll badly in the red sections, they revolt and hit the, the struck switch. But that's, again, probably not a problem you have to deal with today. <laughs> probably. Probably. Oh, don't don't doubt us. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I don't. Um <laughs> But they eventually start actually sending you back actual, tangible reports. One, this was definitely the Karga is Innocent, the combat corvette. Um, it was definitely destroyed by its own scuttling charges. So this ship hmm. blew itself up. Um, there's a couple problems with that, because, you know, they're reporting back data and timestamps, so they're, gonna try to, they're trying to figure things out for you, and you've got, like, the mission report that Mission Control gave you. Um... You can't do anything without biological crew. There has to be at least someone alive on your ship to push the buttons. This is a safety feature as far as the biologicals are concerned. It's a pain in the butt as far as you're concerned, but that's how it is. Mm. <laughs> um, that includes the emergency upload. And looking at the data mm. stamp you have for the emergency upload, D1C3 was the AI who attempted to do the upload. So D1C3, put in the order. Get me out of here. I'm about to die. Someone on the crew was trying to hit the send button, but it was probably the crew who blew up the ship. So how you extrapolate that is sort of up to you. There's a couple options that would come to mind. Um, maybe D1C3 hit the upload and then blew the ship himself because the situation was that bad. Um, maybe the crew were in disagreement over what should be done and one person was trying to get him out. One person tried to just waste the whole thing. Or someone else, who knows, was in control of one or the other of those functions. So what we have here is a locked room mystery. There you go. Uh, the game is afoot. <laughs> Percy? No, no, that, I, I'm a completely different accent. I was mimicking, <laughs> I was mimicking Chris's uh, Herlock Sholmes accent that he does for his live streams. <laughs> Okay, so uh, okay, a lot, a lot to take in here. A lot, a lot has happened. Um, first, firstly, um, uh, yeah, this is a, a general announcement to everybody. Um, unfortunately, uh, Cassius McGillicuddy, aka um, Dartleby, didn't make it. We're we're gonna hold um, standard funeral memorial ceremony um, tomorrow at oh five hundred. No wait, that's too early. Uh, <laughs> I'm more like. Yeah, you know what? Let's we'll go with like fourteen hundred, but like RSVP, so I can figure out who is like has the best availability. Wait, I know all the schedules. I know what the best availability is. You know what? I'll double check it. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he didn't have any family, but he did have two cats. So if anybody wants those, they're kind of up for grabs. They're very cute. Um, pretty low maintenance. Okay. Uh, 
that's it for now. Kelsey out. <laughs> I gotta say. Okay, bye. <laughs> Getting the sound clips live is, is delightful. I have the sound clips. <laughs> oh, okay, man. so that's, that's, that's that. Um, yeah, get that out of the way. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. I need the Brady guy to know. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the comms and relay. This is like one of those mystery things. Like, it doesn't make any sense. D1C3 is a combat like simulation, like a combat AI. So it seems like if he was trying to upload, that would mean that whatever he was doing was like not going well. But then it wasn't. It wasn't like they were fighting anything because they were totally blown up by their own scuttling charges. Like, what's that deal? Adjustment. There are several hypotheses that are equally likely in this scenario. Do see if you can find any trace of biological combat on the ship. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Okay, so this is like a investigate deeper <laughs> move. Like, can, um, can we let's find see. What wound more that or have trigger? we found everything we can find? Some kind of I, I think ask for a sit rep would be the one applicable here. Um, you know, you talk to your crew and you're sort of like guiding them through the situation. KKK. So let's see. <clears throat> Roll plus uh, analysis and system. Yes. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Okay. Okay. So there we go. So it is a nine plus zero for analysis plus two for system. So 11. Ooh, very nice. You did a roll. You did a thing. I did a thing. Well done. <laughs> well done. And you get to choose two of those questions to Okay. Ask. Wait, I had it. Where'd it go? It's under basic moves. There we go. <laughs> or you can just ask the question that, you know, if they can see anything that looks like mm, fighting. Yeah, I think um, we're going to go with uh, who or what is in control here. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, what is the biggest threat? What is the biggest threat? Okay. I'm going to deal with the who or what is control here. So you're trying to figure out what the situation was, basically, before this ship exploded. Um, your crew aren't finding any, any traces of, like, small arms fire. Um, they find a few, you know, uh, bits uh, of crew, but the scuttling charges looks like they did for them. Um... So you're not finding, like, you know, no one had deployed powered armor. No one had, like, you know, de deployed some sort of, like, hate plague or, or anything like that. But your crew eventually gets nearer to the front, a front part of the ship. Um, and it, it's, they find a, 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 a piece of the deck that wasn't as, wasn't as destroyed. Um, a little bit more intact so they can get a better look at it. And... There's weird designs on it. Um, a lot of right angles. It almost looks like it's been etched somehow. A lot of, lot of well, a lot of squares, a lot of cubes, as it were. Um, it, it, it looks like something was making its way through the physical form of the ship. And Aha. I can't give you an actual like who or exactly what is in control here, but that. That moving through the ship that way definitely would have prompted D1C3 to get me out of here. And it's also the kind of thing would absolutely prompt a, a biological crew to hit the big red blow me up button. So that, mm. whatever that is, 
was the thing in control of the situation until the crew decided, no, no, you ain't. Boom. So the ship What's... was dissolving into voxels. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, Seamus said it was being etched in right angles. It was clearly being attacked by an Etch-a-Sketch. Etch-a-Sketch. Uh. Giant space Etch-a-Sketch. That's a Star Trek episode. <laughs> uh, That's just Outlaw Star. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And the, okay, I, can... I would say the biggest threat, if this thing could infect one ship, you don't know the vector yet, but um, if it got onto you, well, maybe you would be the one getting yourself to Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think the first thing that needs to happen right now is that no one could, no one's allowed to come back. <laughs> <laughs> further notice uh, you know you succeeded your role right you like you're not losing any crew you're just choosing to lose crew <laughs> no 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 they like i'm not saying like they they stay there to die i'm sure they have you know a couple hours of life support <laughs> right like i need a couple hours like no one's no one's jotting back for because they forgot something like they're, they, they're, <laughs> they're good for 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 a little bit yeah they are that is true okay Okay. Um, they uh, might be a little cross if they get left behind for a while in the dead ship, <laughs> but you know that's the parties will help with that. I'm sure. Such a minor concern in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Yeah. So that's scary. I also relay that information to Cygnus. Right. Very good. So speaking of Cygnus, you're getting this data burst from Kelsey, and you're starting to approach this this ice world now. Um. And you've gotten close enough that you can start to pull up a, a, a visual of it. So you can actually see it with, you know, Mark 1 eyeball isn't quite accurate for you, but you get the idea. Um, yeah, Ice World, yes. That is definitely a world that is mostly ice on the external surface. Good. That checks out. Um, ice Worlds are not supposed to actually look like a giant snowflake in space. That is definitely a no-no according to the laws of physics as you know them. But that is what you're seeing. It looks hmm. like this planet might have started off round. There's like it, it it's its center still looks a little bit rounded, but like bursting out of it is ice and rock in a fractal snowflake pattern on the planetary scale. That is what you're seeing. What would you like to do? Huh. Okay, well, you just gave me a free think result. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, he did it to you too. Wow, sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> what that I'm like rapidly flipping through all my pages. <laughs> I am mission control. It is my job to give you good information. If I give you too much good information, that's a me problem. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. I think I have to deploy crew onto the planet. <laughs> Excuse me. Because that's okay. the most exciting thing I can think of. That is the most exciting thing you can think of. Absolutely. I agree. Um, now you. <laughs> hey, hey, Cygnus, did you did you get those new red uniforms that I sent over oh, for your no. away crew? <laughs> Adjustment. Yes. We received them. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. All right, very good. Okay, so this thing tells me that I'm going to be doing roll plus assignments spent. Yes, you have a unit. Four. Yes, so you have four two commanders with sixty hands. Yeah, these guys are freaks. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> the shorthand used in the sheet can be a little funny sometimes. But it was um, done by it was done by a fan, so we're no, I, I love it. Nice and dropped out. Um, very, very handy. I will say so because I, I mean this this could be on me. I could zoom in on the sheet, but it was zoomed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so when it says size army, at first I thought it said size Amy. I was <laughs> like, what does that mean? Things are getting very eldritch. <laughs> very, very eldritch. Uh, by the way, in order to maintain some um some uh cohesion to the to the universe uh kelsey is short for kelvin simulation <laughs> okay very good i like it i approve <clears throat> so yeah um matt so you have a total of four assignments uh you can spend up to three of them on a deploy crew move so how many would you like to spend uh one one okay so this is 2d6 plus one so how many people is that A narratively appropriate number of people for one assignment. Okay, so one shuttle, we'll say. You you got a Riker, a Wharf, a Data. Yeah, you, you've got your standard. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that is a six, a three, and then plus one for the number of assignments I send. Yep, that's that, a ten. That's a ten. So let's see. That was on special moves on this. But is this an away team mission where you sent Crusher or Troy or both? That's <laughs> the question. Uh, if you want to know who I sent, I'll tell you. Crew members SC four four two one five three point five zero three five EX three three two four five nine seven two one 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 point two dash Omicron CN five five seven two four point seven five Dash Delta SC two four five nine dot two zero six dash Epsilon. Please report for an away team. <laughs> I don't want to make any assumptions, but I have the feeling that uh, there's not a lot of parties on the Northern Cross. <laughs> just sure there are like, within just... scheduled time frames, <laughs> oh, and no. sometimes not. Just to know how they react. <laughs> I I, mean, I I get this feeling like when the assignments are called off, everybody has to pull out their ID card. Yeah, like, yeah, I just don't remember. Through a Rolodex of cards. Like, all right, what's my call sign today? The well, current hypothesis um, being tested indicates that crew members enjoy unscheduled party times. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, and I like the idea that some of them um, have the same numbers up until the last Greek letter, and so they're like, no, 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 ah, <laughs> epsilon, really? God Come damn. on! <laughs> and you gotta, you gotta admit, it's not that Cygnus dislikes or doesn't like respect the crew. He just also need has this driven need to do signs with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. in a portal esque fashion. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's a, it's a benevolent Glados. Yeah. Remember how I said there might be a friend computer in the universe? Hmm. <laughs> I think we're having, I think we have one in the fleet. Anyways, <laughs> you sent your crew out. You got a 10 uh, on the roll. So you get to pick two, two of the deploy crew Oh boy, options. oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. I'm going to say little harm mm-hmm. and doesn't draw unwanted attention. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. So, um... They get down to the planet's surface, um, and they start reporting back that, okay, um, yeah, so 
ice is usually a bunch of basically crystals put together, right? Um, this is an ice world. It should be... This is one big ice crystal. Like, the structure of it is just on a massive, massive scale. There's no, like... Oh, you've got a lot of similarly shaped snowflakes put together to make the one giant snowflake. No, no, no. This is all snowflake in space. Adjustment. Um, all crew reports must be submitted with a hypothesis, testing methods, and conclusion. There's so <laughs> the comms get turned off for a couple minutes, <laughs> and you know, because you you know you've you've coded this in by now that this is the crew's private complaining time to one another. <laughs> like, that's factored into your calculations. You know how this works by now. Um, and eventually, um, CN What's It comes back on. I can't remember the uh, numbers. That's uh, 55724.... Wait, CN? That's 55724.75.2? Five, five, dash Delta. Thank you. Say that one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that one comes he, back. He wasn't there. Maybe you're thinking about EX three three two four uh two four five nine seven two one 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 dot two dash uh five. You're right. Yes, you're right. Of course, my mis <laughs> my mistake. Uh, <laughs> mm, um, comes back with the hypothesis that this has to have been an external force. Something has to have done this. Like a planet doesn't grow this way. Period. End of story. As far as he's concerned, anyway. Um, so there has to have been some sort of external source, power, intent, machinery, something. They're, they're working on the, the minutia of the hypothesis. But the hypothesis is someone did this to this planet. Um, and they are going to try to figure out a way to test that. And that's why it takes a significant amount of time for them to do this. And we're going to go back out to the fourth planet and we're going to check in on Kelsey. Who is abandoning part of her crew on a ghost ship, it seems. <laughs> so um, you think I'm a monster. He abandoned a crew. Oh, you're both monsters. You're both, mo you're both quarantined. There we go. Honestly, <laughs> I just want to say, Kelsey, I'm very proud of you for not immediately firing your super laser at the wreck. This shows a lot of growth. <laughs> I didn't shoot a super laser either. Where's my prize? <laughs> Where's my parade? Look, sickness, how many times have you fired your super laser versus how many times have I fired mine? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, uh, so... So, yeah, what do you what do you want to do? I mean, you're reasonably certain you figure out everything you can about the wreck of Karga is Innocent and about this in the vicinity of this gas giant. And so, so that mean, does that mean that C C1D or D1C3 is not, not alive anymore? He's D1, gone? D1C3 is definitely... For some reason, you're not entirely sure why, but a full 30% of the scuttling charges on a ship is around the AI core, for some reason. Um, oh, look at that. So huh. D1C3 is definitely a gonzos. Um, even if they weren't in the data core, the emergency upload failed. So, like, your best case scenario is that they're stuck on a beacon somewhere in the galaxy going quickly oh, insane. So, good. Okay. so um, yeah, D1C3, not on the table. They're gone. Hmm... So being a big old support station, what kind of ships do I got? Uh, to like send out? You have a lot of shuttles. <laughs> um, you are, jokes aside, you are a ship of sorts. Mm -hmm. um, here's another reference. Did you ever play the Homeworld games mm, by chance? No. Okay. So. So I've watched really a lot play. of people play them. Right. So you have like the big old mothership. It still flies around. It flies like a brick. 
but it still moves. It is still noticeably a spaceship. So you don't like have other ships. You you could, but I decided not to jump too many mechanics from the supplement on you today. Right. No, that um, makes sense. Um, okay. I'm just trying to figure out. Just thinking about how to quarantine them. <laughs> well, really... I mean, the simplest way to do it is to leave them on the ship. That is true. Um, again, or jokes you aside, could, you could probably toss them in a med bay somewhere. Probably yeah. Star Trek, but. But the thing is, we if if it's on their shuttles, then the minute they land, like I'm infected, like they cannot touch me. Uh, no, don't unless touch you me. make them spacewalk. Yeah, but what if it's on? Like if it can go on any of their gear, like hold your breath to jump out of your suit. <laughs> yeah, the last three meters before you get in. Don't That's hold your breath. Acceptable parameters. Don't hold your breath. Exhale before you jump. Otherwise, you explode. It's fine. And get your okay. angle right the first time because you can't adjust. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no takebacks. Okay, here, here's what I think. Um, I don't want to leave them to die. I really can't have them come on board. Right. So I'm gonna send them. I'm gonna send them some supplies. Okay. <laughs> Be like, hey, you guys. Um. Uh, guess what, everybody? Wesley um won the raffle. So he gets to do the, uh, the, the first ever um, Celestial Nightingale Sleepaway! Yeah! Sleepaway <laughs> Campout! OMG! Can't believe that you won it, Wesley. I mean, I could have rigged it, I guess, but fair is fair, and you won, so we're gonna send over some fun equipment. Uh, there's gonna be ingredients, um... All, all of the ingredients for today's uh, Taco Tuesday. I don't want you to miss out because I know it's a big hit. Uh, I sent you a little extra tequila for the margaritas. And oh, guess what? Two cats, brand new for you, for you to play with over there. Um, yeah, you guys just hang tight while we're sorting some stuff out. Um, and you just enjoy your time off, okay? You guys don't think about work at all, okay? Just don't, don't even worry about it, okay? Like, this is... This is you time. Everybody needs a little you time. She almost also sends a dartboard, but then remembers. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, I, I will I say. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Wesley is on the screen because, of course, he is. And he just looks more and more depressed as you keep telling him he's so lucky to do this. And as you keep listing out, so you're going to be on a sleepaway. You see Switcher behind him, like, starting to raise his hands like he's about to strangle Wesley from behind. <laughs> and then you start talking about, yes, you know, you're sending tacos and tequila, and the hands go down. The hands go down. So, this is, see, the, the crew is mollified. I mean, they're re they're decently sure they're all going to die horribly deaths, but hey, tacos. Um, hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this first episode of our Transit RPG playthrough. We will see you next time for part two. Thanks again to Seamus for writing this for us. Uh, if you enjoy the game or want to check it out, you can find more information at fiddleback.me slash transit. That's F-I-D-D-L-E-B-A-C-K dot M-E. Or it's on sale at DriveThruRPG. Um, it is December 9th, 2021. So at the time this is being released, it is currently on sale. So go check it out and support them. In the meantime, uh, you know the rest. SilZeroMedia.com, Patreon.com slash SilZero, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O, um, Twitter, IngDaydreams, and SilZeroChris, and SilZeroMatt, M-A-T-T. And until next time, may all of your Tuesdays have tacos. <laughs>